Hey sister, welcome back to the Your Sorority Journey podcast and thanks for tuning in to our last guest episode of 2020. It's hard to believe how fast this year has flown by, but we are so thankful, truly couldn't be more thankful for each and every one of you for being on this awesome, exciting journey with us. As we are ending this year and about a week out before 2021, we wanted to have an episode that prompted your reflection, helped you take inventory of this past year and cast vision for what you hope to accomplish and how you hope to grow and what you really want to manifest for 2021. So I invited my little Becca on the podcast today as we share a different approach to New Year's resolutions. I think it is one thing to set super specific goals that are measurable, right? Losing weight or reading a certain number of books or getting involved in a certain number of things or excelling either academically or professionally in super specific ways. But I think once you reach that goal, once you're able to check that mark, it doesn't leave a lot of room to continue growing, to continue evolving into that woman who you aspire to be. Along with this idea of a journey, the continual growth and becoming through various stages of our sorority journey, I think it's important as we set goals for the upcoming year for them also to be applicable to various areas of our life and an umbrella aspiration that we can continue to strive for beyond hitting specific goals. Becca and I have shared this method of identifying a word to provide guidance for our upcoming year. She is someone who I've loved relating to and have learned so much from as it relates to acknowledging the things that we have lived through in a year and how to apply those to where we want to go based on the things that we have experienced, what kind of direction that sets for what is yet to come. I am so excited for you to meet her, hear a little bit more about her sorority journey, our relationship, and recent changes in her life that are prompting a new season of growth for her. I know you're going to love her. So here is my conversation with my little. Okay, sister, this is long overdue. Welcome to the Your Sorority Journey podcast, Becca. Like I was just telling you, thankful I get to end the year and this chapter of the podcast with you. So thanks for being our guest today. Absolutely. Becca, how are you doing? Like, how is the end of your year going? <laughs> it is going <laughs> like 2020 has been. <laughs> so yeah. whatever that means for anybody. Um, it's interesting to be home after moving to the East Coast four months ago. So it's coming home for the first time and dealing with what that comes with is quite a experience. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so funny. We might have talked about this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but you and I both have spent a lot of time away from family this year because of the pandemic. And I think I like overly romanticized what it would be like to be around them again. I'm like, oh, it's going to be so sweet and so intentional. And it's still family, you know, it's like, it's still chaotic. It's still, I don't know, like it, the pandemic didn't change everything, right? It still changed. It didn't change like family dynamics. So I can relate. That and I think it also brought in a lot of social anxiety that wasn't there before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be true. Very true. 
Jeez. Um, well, for everyone listening, this is my little, I'm really pumped to have her on today. Um, Becca has been there like literally since the beginning of my sorority journey, nearly, right? Just a couple months in. I really want you to tell us about your sorority journey and obviously add in the wild time frame in which we met and you became my little. <laughs> like I still look back and laugh, but the floor is yours. Take it away. Yes. So I went through formal recruitment uh, the first semester of college and didn't go through the full thing, like stopped halfway through, um, just felt like it wasn't what I was supposed to do at that point. Um, and then my second semester of my freshman year was reached out to by um, the sorority that I ended up joining and going through their spring recruitment. And so that was kind of like out of the blue, unexpected, didn't really know what I wanted to do or like, why was this coming up? And it turns out one of my best friends and first friends that I made in college was like a graduating senior that year or that semester. And so went through the very informal spring recruitment process. And like two weeks later, um, you became my big, but little does anybody here know that I had started to develop a friendship with Cassie and basically asked her to be my big. And she was like, uh, I can't answer that. <laughs> I think I said like, let me prayerfully consider. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, okay. And I basically had told my friend. So it was either like Cassie was going to be my big or this graduating senior. She is genuinely in her last semester of her undergrad was oh, going so to be I've my big. Literally, you've got the spectrum, right? You were asking me who had been in the chapter like four months, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'd had one semester of Sigma Kappa under my belt or Tori who was leaving in a month, yep. right? You're like, scratch the middle. I want the newbie or like the veteran, like nowhere, yep. nowhere in between. Absolutely. And so Tori basically said, Cassie, like I can take her as her, like I'll be her formal big, but like you're going to be the one actually walking her through this also like suck up and do the things. And so you crafted for 48 hours and you figured it all out. <laughs> Understatement. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like so vividly remember because freshman year, I mean, we both were in the dorms living mm -hmm. with people. And without so I remember cars. so without what? Without cars. Without cars, very important piece <laughs> of this <laughs> puzzle, right? Like Tori was the one taking me to Michael's. My mom took me to Target because she was visiting. And I so vividly remember crafting this stuff and having like my paint and my canvases and the snacks that I put in mason jars all out in like the lobby by the elevators on the seventh floor of Sirius in Barrett. <laughs> and just thinking like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm becoming a big at like 18. <laughs> yes. And then the, then Cassie became president and was doing all of the things. And I was like, are you going to take another little? And she was, I think the only human in our sorority that did not take a second little at all. <laughs> so I am forever her only little. <laughs> My only little. And thank goodness. Right. Like, I feel like the whole chapter became like, my responsibility like my mentorship responsibility so that's true not like you were a lot of work but if there was two of you to even craft for it might have been more than i could handle 
Yes. And then I was actually only in my sorority for two years because I graduated in five semesters total. So I was only in. And the fun part is that Cassie's last uh, responsibility as chapter president was to officially make me an alum. That is a fun fact. That was an emotional evening. I remember that. Man, timing yeah, works out perfect. Your sorority journey is so unique and one that I think is so valuable, right? Because you played such a pivotal role in my life as I've like now gone on to like start this sorority company, right? Um, and we're only in the chapter like two and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. You were only, well, not even, you were in the chapter two years because you were in college for two and a half. So yeah, I think that's such a fun fact about your sorority journey and also just speaks to the impact of the experience, regardless of the length of your membership, right? You can join transferring in as a junior and still take away value and like memories and skills and friends from the sorority experience. It's not, doesn't have to be a four year experience. Yeah, absolutely. So sister friend, tell us what you, what life has been like, what you've gone on to do since graduating at a young age. Since graduating, I have, I feel like done a lot of things and not a lot of things. So I currently um, work for a university in Arizona doing enrollment counseling. Um, So I help people who want to earn their degrees online. I also recently made the decision um, to get my master's degree in education to become an elementary school teacher, which is a career that I have ran away from for years and years after graduating with my bachelor's degree. I told myself I would never get my master's degree and that Jesus, like the sky would have to part. Jesus would have to physically like come down and tell me to get my master's for me to even consider it. And now I work for a university uh, and can get my master's degree. And then I recently moved from Arizona to Maryland solely for the purpose of relocating. Um, I didn't know anybody when I moved. I had never been to Maryland. Uh, I just kind of took the why not in the middle of a global pandemic? Like, why not make a big move like this where I either will sit alone at my house by myself or I'll sit alone by my house in a new place. (laughs) So recently did that. Yeah, I mean, I think, and this is like another reason I'm really excited to end 2020 with you on the podcast is, I think this is, this year has been really disappointing in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. right? It's been lonely and like, unfulfilled hopes and expectations for a lot of us but still like despite that there's been new opportunities from it right her sorority journey started during a pandemic you were able to move keep your job and like find new community and like a place to call your own during a pandemic and one of my favorite parts of our relationship um after our faith is this like time we spend at the end of the year, like anticipating and having hope for what's to come in the upcoming year. And some people do new year's resolutions. We have been doing a word for a while separately, but I think we just realized we both Mm -hmm. were doing that. Um, 
And so as you're like reflecting on this past year and anticipating the upcoming one, I'd love to hear like how you're processing and getting excited about 2021 and like maybe even like what you're hoping for. Yeah. So I started earlier than I normally do in preparation for this podcast. So I normally start like middle of December um, and just really start looking at, or even like the last week of December and just start. One of the big things that I learned from another mentor that I had in college is um, to really think and write down the best things that have happened in the year and also the hardest things. So we obviously, and this is easy to do in 2020, we can see the horrible things that have happened in 2020, all of the disappointments, all the unmet expectations, all of everything that has been what, when somebody says 2020, what you think of, Um, but also taking a look at the positive things that came um, and the good things that happened and the friendships that were formed that wouldn't have been able to happen without the events of 2020. And so, so taking, making that a priority of looking at, yes, what was the best things that happened this year and what were the hardest things that happened just to like get a full picture of what the look, what the year has looked like. Um, When in the past, when I have picked a word for the upcoming year, it comes with a lot of prayer um, and just really asking the Lord, like what he wants to do in this next year, like what he has for me, what he wants me to do. Um, So 2020, my word was health. Um, I jokingly tell the Lord that it should have been risk. Like, did I hear you properly? Because that's really what my years looks like is taking a lot of risks, whether it's starting a like health and fitness coaching part-time job, um, whether it is and like making that risk or whether it's the risk of moving across the country to a place I've never been having no friends um, or the risk of just living in 2020. Um, (laughs) But I think with health, it gave me a, it just gives me, or the word for the year period um, just gives you a mindset to go back to when the year gets hard. Um, And I will admit that I didn't do that well all the entire year and it's impossible to do it perfectly. Yeah, Um, But to just always go back and think like for health, like, okay, is my physical, am I making my physical health a priority? Like, where is my mental health at? How am I emotionally doing? And how am I financially doing? Like, where is my finances at? And different things like that. Um, And so going into 2021, I'm excited for what the Lord has begun to speak. I love that. So I'd love to hear like what your thoughts are on like New Year's resolutions versus a word, because I, in the past, have set goals around if it's like very specific goals, like if it's health related or if it's like reading more or I don't know, like being more social in a certain way or getting off my phone, whatever. Some of these things that I like notice I struggle with, want to make a change on and just like choose, okay, January 1st, like this is the way I'm going to approach this. What are your thoughts on like New Year's resolutions versus this like word concept? Yes, I think everybody knows that New Year's resolutions last for like three weeks. Um, and so I think the the heart posture behind 
New Year's resolutions versus like a word of the year. Um, Cause New Year's resolutions is just like putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And it typically has an end result that you are specifically looking for. So whether that's losing 15 pounds, whether that's eating clean or not eating out or literally one year, my New Year's resolution was to not go to Target. <laughs> How did that go? I've known you for like six years. Like we've been to Target together at least like six times of every year. Yeah. So like New Year's to me, New Year's resolutions personally set me up for failure um, as opposed to a year, one going into um, a year and as somebody who believes in Jesus and like my faith is important, I do that. I pick a word with like the Lord. And it's not just a New Year's resolution of me saying, hey, I want to achieve this thing. It's not just like a random thought I have. Um, so for example, the phrase that the Lord has given me for 2021 um, is a phrase that I have carried with me for years that I want to actually fully step into, which is marked by joy. Um, that has been something that I believe is like a spiritual gift of mine is I can be a joyful person. People know me as like a bubbly, outgoing, joyful person. Um, and that is something that I don't think I have operated out of in the last couple of years, just with life events and again, the chaos of 2020. Um, so to totally. be able to really just step into what does it look like to learn about what, and I think even learning about what the word is. So I know 2019, your word was freedom, right? Yeah. You're so good. Yeah. So like learning about what is freedom, what is joy? Like, what is that? Like the definition, how does that look in the world? Also, like, what does that look biblically? Um, like there's more behind it than just like a set of actions. So I think to this, my like my goal for 2021 is to really look at what joy is and see the parts in me that naturally feel that and the parts that have like numbed that out or have like reverted from that just with the circumstances of life and really stepping and hopefully like stepping into the fullness of joy that is available um, that I haven't experienced in a while. I love that. And I think just talking about how New Year's resolutions set you up for failure. Like maybe some of you are listening and haven't had that experience. I do think sometimes that could be the case, but mm -hmm. I think more often than not, New Year's resolutions that are successful are those that are more vague that you can yes. apply to more areas of your life, which is, I think why you and I have like clung so closely to this word concept. Like you're right in 2019, my word was freedom. And I think there's like a lot of things that came from that, right? Like I quit my full-time job in 2019, you know, like I stepped into a new relationship in 2019 that was very different. And I felt like freed from Arizona and whatever that looked like this year, my year, my word was worthy and looking back, it is hard to see the areas of my life that I needed that so much. And like mm -hmm. you said, that you didn't actually hear what you had, but I also think there's a piece of it. That's like, okay, this is a, a word that I want to like cast vision and kind of be a, like a cloud over my year, something to like mm -hmm. integrate with all spheres of my life, professionally, relationally, 
personally, spiritually, whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like for you, because I think this concept is still applicable if faith is not a cornerstone of your life or even something that, um, you prioritize. And I don't know, like, as I think about 2021, it's like, okay, like what have I learned about myself from being worthy in these different areas of my life that I need to like really reiterate in 2021, not so much as a, I'm failing in this area because there aren't really like metrics to be like, wow, like here is the month that I felt the most worthy. You know what I mean? It's not like you can measure it, but I really do believe it's something like you were saying about when things go awry, when things aren't the way that we want them to be, I really believe it is something you can look back on and say, okay, like in this season, like, where is my where am I aligning with what I wanted to accomplish at the beginning of the year from a vague sense, not a 15 pound, 26 books sense, you know? Correct. I agree. And I think that's even going into what I said earlier about like the best of like doing the best of and the hardest mm. part of the year is like going into that, even with the lens of whatever the word could be. So if it's health, like for me for 2020, it was health. So it's like, okay, what about my health? Like what was the best parts of my health in 2020? And what were things that I still like didn't accomplish or that like were hard given my health. And so there's just, it gives you, yeah, like you said, it's vague um, or it's more vague than like a new year's resolution that is specific, um, and it just, it gives you like a, like you said, an umbrella or just like something like a theme for your year to like always come back on whether life is good or hard. Yeah. I love that. And I think you got kind of specific too. Like, I think that takeaway for women listening about like, okay, how do I go about that? I think to-do lists or like inventory, like taking inventory over the best and the most challenging, not even the best and the worst, but like your, the things that brought you a lot of joy or purpose or contentment this past year. And the things that really challenged you instead of looking at it in like a super negative light is a great place to start to kind of evaluate how you feel about your year and what you want going into the next year. And I love your phrase marked by joy. Thanks for sharing that with us. What are you like most excited about for 2021? I am excited about continuing my master's. Um, School is hard. It's not easy at all, Um, but I'm excited to accomplish it. And every time I do an assignment or anytime I do something for school, I'm like, okay, I'm one step closer to actually being in the classroom with students that I get to like shepherd and love and pour into. Um, And then the other thing I'm excited about is just continuing to build a home in Maryland. Um, After moving from Arizona, the first few months in Maryland were really hard just because you're rebuilding community in a place completely foreign, again, in the middle of a global pandemic where everything is shut down and you can't easily meet humans. (laughs) So I'm just excited. to continue to build on the community that I've already started. And I think, again, as hard as 2020 has been, it has also been like towards the last like six weeks or so, I've been able to actually see like, okay, I can build a future here in Maryland. Um, I don't have to like run away and run back to Arizona. Um, But I am just, yeah, excited to continue to continue to grow and build a community um, and build a life on the East Coast. 
I love that. Thanks for sharing that with us. I, um, and then like, I, it feels like yet another season of transition as if like the past year hasn't held enough. And someone asked me that question a couple of days ago about like what I'm most excited about. And I was like really struggling to answer. And I was kind of embarrassed because I was like, wait, but I, I know there's good things in my life. Like I know that there's like mm-hmm. things to be joyous about and things to find hope in. But for some reason, I'm just like really struggling to like get over the new changes I'm facing that are obviously going to impact 2021. And so my answer to that, like, what am I most excited about? I think has got to be this like part-time fitness job (laughs) that I'm starting. Uh, Becca and I were literally just talking about it before we started recording my like audition was this morning and I don't know. I'm just like really excited for an opportunity to like challenge myself in a new way and find purpose and community in Denver that I haven't. I also got to sit down with a friend a couple days ago and just like plan out the next four months for her sorority journey in a lot of different ways in a programming sense in a podcast sense in an engagement sense. And so I think that it is really easy to get like hung up on the things that are challenging um, or like those past couple months that were like hard to feel like settled in Maryland. It's like, it doesn't mean that has to dictate what the upcoming months look like. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm thankful that you can always have hope in tough situations. (laughs) Yeah, man, don't we need it? So I guess like, just as we wrap up, sister, I would love to hear your advice for the sorority women listening, um, who are trying to set goals, who are trying to like get excited about what is to come after the disappointment or hardships they've faced this past year. Like what advice would you give them as they're like trying to navigate that? Yeah, I would recommend just taking like an honest look at what this year has been like for you or for, yeah, on a personal level. Um, So yes, like we've all faced similar issues in 2020, um, but just like, what has it been for you and how has that impacted you? And in what areas do you want to grow in the next year? Um, And like we said earlier, like keeping it vague, like if you want to if you want to be healthier like make holistic health a goal like not just focusing in on your physical health or whatever but to just keep it vague and really look at like where do you want to be in a year from now Um, and allowing yourself to have grace for yourself because I when I thought of the word the word health and when I thought of where I would be at the end like today I'm not where I thought I would be like I figured oh I'm gonna pay off debt I'm going to be in the best shape of my life I'm gonna have eaten so much vegetables this year and that hasn't (laughs) been (laughs) and that like hasn't been the case but there are a lot of ways where I have been healthier um and it's like whatever the word is the chances of it turning out how you expect it to or what that word actually like leads to um is likely going to be different than what you actually expect. So just let yourself pick a word that is important to you, focus on that, let that be the thing that you fall back on in the hardest moments of life and in the most exciting moments of life. Um, and just let it like be a constant reminder throughout the year as you go through 2021. I love that openness that you talked about of like 
allowing it to serve whatever purpose it's meant to, right? Because the, I don't know, but what you thought health was supposed to look like isn't what it looked like, right? What I thought worthy was supposed to look like this year isn't what it looks like. And so I think there's like a, a piece of anticipation that it's like, okay, like this is on my heart or this is something that I've struggled with or a word that I want to use to help me find hope or overcome something go into this year with the openness to allow it to serve the purpose that it's meant to and reflect on it from perspectives that you maybe weren't anticipating to, because I really believe kind of like you were talking about the power of that intention is so much deeper when we allow it the flexibility to serve the purpose it's meant to, even if it isn't in the way we hoped or anticipated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Being flexible. Well, I love you. I'm really really glad we got to do this. We even talk about this. Like this has been a weird year for friendships and relationships, but your support for her sorority journey and the various transitions in my life means the world. Um, So thank you for being a part of it. I don't know what I'd do without you. I love you. I'm proud of you. You have grown more in 2020 than I ever could have imagined. And to think we graduated, or you graduated college two years ago now? Yeah, right? a year and a half, something like yeah. that. Um, and to think I graduated college half, four sorry. years ago. I graduated uh. college four years ago. <laughs> Girl, I know. Like, I think I'm just proud of who you've become and what you've built and the way that you're using your, your journey. Um, and your, your sorority journey and what ultimately led us to each other and what led us really to like where we're at in life now. And so you're doing good things. Oh, thank you. Your name in my phone will forever be my little, even if the only one, the, <laughs> only, if, one. the only one, even if the, uh, I don't know, advice or mentorship roles flip flop sometimes. So <laughs> I am older than you. You are. Yes. You turned 21 before me. You graduated before me. Um, But you're the big, but I'm the big. Yeah. Always. Uh, Well, this was too sweet. Thanks again for being on. I love you. Love you. Well, I too have been identifying a word to provide guidance and kind of something to lean back on for the past couple years, like Becca, I loved chatting with her today about the actual process that she goes through of listing all of the best things that came from the year and all of the challenging things that came from the year. I think more often than not, at the end of the year, it's easy for us to just want a clean slate and wash over everything that's happened. But I really believe that the things that we experience, both good and bad, can provide us a lot of direction for where we want to go. Especially in the sorority experience, I think it is so important for us to take inventory of what went well in a leadership experience or what went well in our chapter, what went well in our sisterhood, and what the challenges were in those areas too. By identifying both and taking inventory of both the good and the bad, we're able to be the most intentional as we set goals and envision what we hope to accomplish in 2021. 
I hope that this episode really provided you some structure and encouragement as you create New Year's resolutions over the next week. We would love to hear the things that you are hoping to accomplish in your chapters, in your sisterhoods, and in your individual lives. Please DM us the new type of New Year's resolutions that you are setting for yourselves going into 2021. We would love to celebrate those with you. While this is our last guest episode of the year, make sure to tune in next week for a compilation of our favorite moments of the Your Sorority Journey podcast from 2020. Have a great holiday season, sister. If you resonated with this episode in any way, if you found yourself nodding along or saying yes to anything that we shared, I would love to hear from you. And I think there's three ways that you can do that. The first would be if you would write us a review on Apple Podcast and share with us what you thought of the episode or the way that you connected with it, more women like you will be able to find this podcast. Number two, we would love it for you to share it with your sister friends in your chapter, in your community. Make sure to share it with women who could relate to it too. And then finally, if there was a takeaway that you want to make sure we know about, make sure to DM us at Her Sorority Journey so we can know what is resonating with you.